As Arroyo puts the ball oh, in the yeah. glove, the left arm came down. No. A game which will go down in Premier League history. Arsenal have let a four-goal lead slip. Quite incredible. Do you have any idea of bringing Colin Kaepernick in to compete for that back job? You just listen to that question I just answered. Okay, I got three years invested in Brett Huntley, three years invested in Joe Callahan. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it because I'm sure that one time or another I grabbed a lot of kids. We the New York Jets select tight end from Penn State, Kyle Brady. Thanks for tuning in to My Team Sucks, the podcast where sports fans come on and talk about everything they hate about their favorite sports team. My name is Ethan Stanislavski. Today on the show, we have Pat Riley, a comedian. He used to be in Los Angeles, now lives in Vancouver. I actually met him when I was in Vancouver for a little bit, uh, in our little in-person safe uh, hang. Uh, Pat's from Florida, and he's going to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, since we recorded this episode... Dave Caldwell, the general manager of the Jaguars, has been fired. So a lot of Pat's ranting about him uh, is justified now in the firing of Dave Caldwell. So uh, be conscious of that. Uh, There's not a lot of Jacksonville Jaguars fans out there. That's something Pat is going to address. Uh, It's a rare treat to get him on the podcast to talk about uh, how much the Jaguars suck. There's a lot to talk about. And uh, let's just get right into it uh, with Pat, who's also a professor at University of British Columbia. I am not making that up. Let's get into the interview with Pat. All right, we're rolling. Thank you again for joining me. Uh, Professor Pat Riley is on the show to talk Jacksonville Jaguars. How's it going, Pat? Uh, it's going all right there, Ethan. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm back in Los Angeles. We uh, met up for a little bit in Vancouver for a nice little lunch, and uh, it was good. I enjoyed Vancouver, but I'm back in L.A., uh, back in the USSA, which is uh, <laughs> Don't we wish? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a Buttle Surfer song. Actually, yeah, US, that's that's what was in my head when I said that. But uh, but yeah, slash Beatles. So yeah, anyway, uh, that's where I'm at right now. So how how has it been since I last saw you? Uh, it's it's all right, you know. Just um, it's cold here. It's raining. Um, yeah. and uh, this is the second. By the way, everybody, this is the second time we're trying to record this episode. So uh, yeah. It, we had some technical difficulties the first time, which is a shame because it was right after the Jaguars narrowly blew a lead to my Green Bay Packers. And yeah, it, and it was, and it was it was me in in peak. I wouldn't say anger. I think it was just resignation to the fact that the Jaguars indeed suck. And I think that in many ways, uh, Ethan, you are scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the show, <laughs> talking to me. A Jacksonville Jaguars fan. That's this. This show is all about scraping the bottom of the barrel. I have uh, I've had football team fans on. I've had I have a Mariners fan coming on. Uh, so it's just like see, at least the Mariners had Ken Griffey Jr. and they had Ichiro. <laughs> they they had hope and they had like the coolest people in the sport on their team. Yeah, they didn't win a championship, but at least you could get some like enjoyment out of having right. Randy Johnson on the team. What, Mark Bunnell isn't isn't uh, the Randy Johnson of the NFL? 
If only. Uh, <laughs> I mean, at least people acknowledge that the the Mariners exist, right? When it comes to Jacksonville Jaguars, I mean, they're a non-entity. I mean, people do not realize that they actually exist. Like, uh, there are people like. Here's the thing, and I think it reflects mostly upon Los Angeles and kind of the circles of comedy that we operate within. So they're not yeah. really a sports-centered – you know where their priorities lie. And yeah. and I think I've heard more people ask me if they were actually a real team and not a plot device on The Good Place than <laughs> somebody actually – naming a single player that plays for the Jaguars. And I'm open to people saying Tony Baselli. Like <laughs> the margin of error for me is is wide. So I yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a very weird position to be in. I could probably count about two dozen people that I've met outside of the Jacksonville metro area that are Jacksonville Jaguars fans, uh, present company included, that's, myself. Yeah, that's actually uh, higher than I would have thought. I guess you seek them out. Uh, I'll, be honest, I'll be honest, Pat. Before the Jaguars were a team, I did not know Jacksonville was a city. And the only thing I, I associate with Jacksonville to this day as a city is that football team. Well, you know what? You know what the funny thing is? Is that during the 1980s, um, four NFL teams had contacted Jacksonville to relocate to the mm. Jacksonville uh, area. Uh, well, by the Jacksonville area, I mean Jacksonville because there's nothing around the Jacksonville area. <laughs> Because I don't think there's really, you know, much clamoring going on in like, you know, St. Mary's, Georgia, or Yulee, Florida. Yeah. Uh, but the um, the the Balt the Colts before they moved to Indianapolis almost moved to Jacksonville. Really, like I they did were not know razor that. close. Yeah, to, to yeah. almost move. They were, there was actually a rally at the Gator Bowl where fifty thousand people showed up uh, to basically convince uh, the. Uh, Colts ownership to move the team from Baltimore to Jacksonville. Um, yeah, the Cardinals uh, before they moved to Arizona when they moved from St. Louis, yeah. uh, they almost moved to Jacksonville, and there were two other teams that were rumored to move to Jacksonville uh, at during the 1980s. Um, so there was like actually a great deal of interest. I think the Rams was one of them, if I'm not mistaken. That makes so sense. there was like. A, yeah, there's a great deal of interest in Jacksonville as an area. I mean, Jacksonville isn't known for too much outside of like the Jaguars, which you know a few people know it for. Uh, Leonard Skinnerd, um, and then Limp Biscuit is from Jacksonville. Maybe that's like the greatest contribution. I, that's what I Kurt think, Loder said in a in a, in a Limp Biscuit special that <laughs> Limp Biscuit is Jacksonville's contribution to America. So. Yeah. Tampa invented the lap dance, and Jacksonville brought us Limp Biscuit. It all evens out. Yeah, uh, at, sure. At a certain point in the, and, in and, the realm of Florida, and the two, and the two of those things usually, for a probably to this day, probably go together. If you're in yeah. Florida, especially. Yeah, I was once in Tampa for a marketing conference. Don't ask me why. And uh, they they took me in a car. I was drunk. They said Tampa's known for two things: we invented the lap dance and the Outback Steakhouse, and they started driving. Uh, and you went to every la uh, uh, Outback Steakhouse in the yeah. Tampa area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did the marketing for Outback. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of the yeah, people exactly. there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I imagine some like guy in like a Guy Harvey T-shirt, just flirted out Guy Harvey T-shirt, Dockers like shorts, yeah, maybe shorts even like dress shorts, taking you to like you know, and speaking in a fake Australian accent, going like, "Hey, you can't wait to go to the one in Clearwater." Yeah. yeah. Also, the only time over the age of 20 I've been drunk on Jaeger. 
So uh, that that was a thing. Apparently, Interesting. Was, yeah. Also, the the hottest weather I've ever been smashed drunk in. That was, yeah. 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 It's it. not fun. It's not I'm fun. At the side of a pool, not in the pool. At the side of the pool. That was at least you. At least you. You know had that sense of decorum and awareness. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah. That's yeah, the last time I was in Florida. It was like a decade ago. But Tampa. Yeah. T- yeah. Uh, you, you got the full, the full experience. <laughs> um, maybe if you got like synthetic marijuana from a gas station, yeah. that would probably be the full drive the full through one. liquor store. One of those. Yeah. yeah. That's more of a Texas thing, honestly, okay. but there, there was one in my, where I went to high school in, uh, in Florida, there was a, a drive through, which became a bike through and sometimes a walk through. Um, but the, uh, the thing about, um, yeah, the thing about Tampa is that the movie magic Mike is real. Mm, That's like much yeah. in the way in which, um, in which Rocky depicts Philly and encapsulates Philly in the seventies. Magic Mike encapsulates the Tampa Bay area in the two thousands, just like spot on. Just right. spot on. Well, now that we've painted a rich tapestry of uh, and we didn't even Central talk about Jackson. Jackson. You know what the funny yeah. thing is? We didn't even talk about Jacksonville at all. <laughs> we've, we've got a sense of Florida because that's the thing. I think when we recorded the first time and the audio got messed up, I mislabeled what part of Florida Jacksonville. Yeah, you said it was in, in Central Florida, and I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. It's it's it's, it's North Florida, North yeah. non Panhandle Florida. So technically Georgia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's like when people say florida is florida oh, florida is not the south i'm like no 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 no. you go in that north florida area and it is yeah. it is pure south yeah um, it's pretty wild yeah i'm actually doing some phone banking in georgia and they suggested i do some uh accent lessons or like some <laughs> stuff like that so well uh, uh, elongated syllables just, 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 just remember that there's a lot of the uh Cairo, Georgia is pronounced Cairo, Georgia. Yep. That's one to remember. <laughs> uh, DeKalb County and McDonough. So there you yeah. go. There you yeah. go. That's and Delagana is the other thing. So let's Delonica. get a sense of what – so you mentioned the Jaguars, like Jacksonville had a huge inkling for football. And then we, what happened? What like <laughs> The Jaguars what, what sucked. Happened? That's what happened. <laughs> no, I mean, for real. Like, I, I went through the whole story about – well, actually, I didn't go through the whole story. I mean, Jacksonville was considered to be the long shot when they were doing the round of um, uh, expansion in for the 1995 season. Uh, basically, the two biggest long shots were Carolina and Jacksonville, and Jacksonville was a far long shot. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening was Carolina basically got the team, and then everybody else's organizations fell apart, and um, Jacksonville was able to get back on track because they sold like nineteen thousand season tickets in two days, mm. and basically they were able to fill a fourth of that stadium, maybe you know, a third to a fourth of that stadium with season ticket holders. I mean, that's straight up, you know, New York Giants type stuff. Yeah. Um, but what happened was was during the um, – I mean it's really tough to get people into professional sports in, in Florida. It's impossible. It's, mm. act, it's, it's thoroughly impossible because there is no – I mean even the, the team that's essentially been there the longest, the Miami Dolphins, like 
they can't attract anybody because people in Florida are extreme fair weather, fair weather fans, mm-hmm. right? You could have a team like the Heat is is a exception, but you could have a team that just like the Lightning, for example. The Lightning are like one of the best teams in hockey, but right. it's you could the the stadium, the arena is not at capacity. It's right. just fair weather fans because people in Florida. Um, their favorite team is whoever the winning team is, mm. essentially. They're the ultimate fair weather fans. <laughs> so I would say in the state of Florida, the most popular NFL team, probably the New England Patriots, and it'll probably change in two years uh, mm. and turn into another team, maybe the the Chiefs or something like that. Do you think that's because like people move there from other regions? Do you think it's because like college yeah. sports are pretty it, it, ingrained yeah, there? Yeah, I think it's college sports are pretty ingrained there. They're ingrained in the culture because they were there first uh, yeah. because there were like no teams in the South. Um, and then um, on top of that, nobody in Florida is actually from Florida. I mean, there's an incredible amount of people that migrate to Florida. So essentially, like nobody – I mean, the real fan base for Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jaguars right now, are people that were kids when the Jacksonville Jaguars started. So people my age right. were – you know, that's like what the base fan base is. And we're uh, we're open to suffering, dude. We're 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 in ca- we're from, dude. Come on, we're gonna we're gonna wear it around ourselves. We're gonna. And the thing is, is that you will never meet a more brutally honest fan base that just can can point out everything wrong about their team. There is no rose colored glasses. <laughs> we can. We're just like, yeah, we're we're harsh, man. So, um, the the thing is, is that they just. The wheels fell off in around the year 2000, 2001. Mm. Uh, the owner of the team Wayne, at the time, Wayne Weaver, who's known for uh, – he owned Nine West Shoes uh, and Buster Brown Shoes. a real mm. shoe magnate. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like uh, you know, mall store shoe magnate. Um, yeah. Uh, but he, um, he, he ran the team because he wanted to turn a profit. Like that was his whole – scheme like he ran the Mm. team like you know like donald sterling did where he was just be like i want to be in the black every single year and i don't care how the team does because i get my revenue share and that's it and as long as i can get a you know be in the black i'm good Mm. so he basically disengaged from the team and the team basically went into a free fall and then it was followed up by um uh, you know, probably a good solid two decades of poor management, which, you know, leads to a playoff run every like seven years and then basically a precipitous drop after that. Uh, you know, it, it's been what I'd say they were in the I forget what it was like three, four years ago. Yeah, they were they were one botch call away from going to the Super Bowl. Now they're tanking their entire season to get, you know, the long-haired kid that was shoveling down Cole McDonald's at the White House to be the savior of the team, which yeah. he's not. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's, as, it's, a, as a as a dual Jets fan, I'm I'm at a point where I'm like, please let that McDonald's Trump guzzler be get get Bill Belichick out of power. That's all I want. And it's Yeah, like, I, I think pathetic. that honestly, I think that, you know, what's gonna happen is I mean, you know, it's there's other there's other players and I mean I, I'm a strong believer in in the fact that the franchise quarterback idea of the number one pick quarterback is not necessarily a sure thing. And it can be extremely, right. extremely risky. And you can nail on position players a lot better. And also with Jacksonville, look, they got Gardner Minshew. 
that guy, he's marketable as hell. He's a serviceable quarterback. I mean, like Brad Johnson and Trent Dilfer took their teams to Super Bowl wins, right? Right. They didn't look like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> they don't wear like silver lame like leisure suits. They aren't somebody that you can sell hundreds of thousands of dollars of fake mustaches with. You can't do that with those yeah. guys. So you know, come on, come on. And football season's in November, so you have a whole month of built-in marketing. You think that's very true? That's very yeah. true. I mean, it's like you have the most likable guy at quarterback, and it's like, nah, we're just gonna like you know not address all the other problems with our franchise and just saddle it on the back of some like 22 year old kid. Who's going to get like completely demolished you know, because our line is porous. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun times, you know, great management. <laughs> yeah. It started out so promising though, that you made the, the conference championship your second year of existence. I yeah. Think, and then- yeah. I mean, it was a fluke, but yeah, essentially they did. And, and I mean, it's sad because there was a time – it's so amazing that like I watched the game last week where they just got demolished by the Steelers. And it used to be – the they used to be a rivalry. That actually used to be a legit rivalry mm. because the Jaguars would come in and they would, would just trounce the Steelers. And it would be a thing where they were the Steelers killers. And now like – they just got beat twenty-seven to three, and it was yeah. pathetic. Well, you, you and... kept them under thirty points. That's, that's yeah, not <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just—it was sad. I mean, it's like it makes me feel bad because it's like, look, the thing that makes me feel really sad is that I see a bunch of players, and and it's the players to be an NFL player, you got to be extremely talented, and all right. of those players are talented, and they're getting saddled with the fact that like their defensive coaching is poor and then like they're they're the team has just like given up on the season like the the management yeah. has given up on the season they're not even being transparent like t- listen tony khan is off running all elite wrestling right now he couldn't give less of a shit about the jaguars you know <laughs> He's busy bo- booking John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. He's not interested in winning three, four, five games this season. Right. He's interested in taking it down to you know uh, a, a, a cool one in fifteen, so they could draft Justin Fields, you yeah. know, or, or Trevor well, Lawrence, it's so which would really test my 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 affections for the team. It'll really test them yeah. if they end up with Lawrence. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like um, they always say when teams are having a really bar- terrible year, like they show their character by, you know, well, that kind of effort they make, even if they're not going to be winning many games. But it seems like, I don't know, just even watching that uh, Packers-Jaguars game, it seemed like, all right, they played well, but they, you never felt like they're, they're really going to win it. Like even with the, the Packers playing terribly and, and the Jaguars winning for most of the game, it always felt like something was going to happen. It's weird because it's if you look at the people that are on the, the it, that were in the squad. I mean, look, it's like James Robinson, who's a, gr- a really promising running back. Like he's undrafted. Um, their quarterback, they had their second string quarterback in Jake Luton, who's I think like a you know low draft pick, right? And and you know the 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 tools that they have around are not necessarily marquee talent. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I mean, you have. Josh, uh, Josh Allen, who's pretty good, right? But like, yeah. he's great. I, don't get me wrong, he's great. But it's like Miles Jack has been hurt a lot. Their secondary is 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 threadbare. I mean, uh, and it, their defensive coordinator is like terrible, 
right? They're just given like it's it's just they 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 have so much heart, but it's like the thing is is that the thing that I was ranting about is that they are a team now that and the best thing to encapsulate it is that they used to be the cardiac cats. They would win like so many comeback games, right? It was like kind right. of their their thing. And then now it's just like, all right, you're in good field position. Uh, sacked, sacked. Uh, it's fourth and twenty six. Um, let's like have an incomplete pass for five yards, right? Yeah. A five yard incomplete pass where it basically goes off the fingertips of the you know of a check down pass. It's just like, oh my god, uh, it's so. And I mean, the team is is just. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a bunch of really plucky players that are doing their best. It's just they don't have the support, and that's a problem. And their first yeah. round pick is is you know, uh, Henderson isn't who they cracked up isn't what this cracked up to be. He's been injured. Um, they have some promising talent, but the thing is, is that there isn't. And their co- like Doug Marone sucks. Like he's not a particularly great coach. I'm sorry, he's not yeah. that great. But he's not never really think you know. Oh, okay, the team's gonna be fine. We have Doug Marone as a coach. Yeah, I know. Our right? future is, is sound. It's uh, like you know, we got our we got our thick boy coach, and we're you know, take it all the way <laughs> to the promised land. It's like no, it's not like that. Yeah, you have to have a great. I mean, they have Jay Gruden as a as a offensive coordinator. Which is good, but it's just like you know the rest of that that coaching staff is just in all sorts of shambles. I mean, right. they need to like basically like you know what Shahid Khan, the owner, uh, is worth like you know a few billion dollars. I would say probably about you know I'd say about ten now. Get a billion yeah. dollars and put it in a truck and drive it right to Eric Bieniemy's house, the guy <laughs> who's the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, and just say. Eric, this is yours. <laughs> Come. <laughs> Come to us. Yes. What? Do you, so, yeah, I guess one of the things I always like to ask is, I guess, yeah, you get a new offensive coordinator to fix it. In terms of personnel, coaching, like, what would you say is, like, the number one priority on how to get this team out of the gut? <laughs> so that's tough, man, because um, I had a rant last time um, that was just – just insane uh it, it was the ramblings of a madman really um but i mean jacksonville the jacksonville jaguars has gone from a team that had a song they had a song one year they were like we're so sure that we're gonna win the super bowl that we had a song right and that's <laughs> saying something you're a, t- a song you're a super bowl shuffle song team right right um, and you've gone from that to being the team that people are like, so you're going to move to London, which is like basically like saying, yeah, we're going to move the team to Mars, right? Yeah. We're going to move the team to, you know, Elon Musk's Tesla base, you know, on the yeah. on, on Mars. It, it can't happen. I mean, the thing that I read that's just, it, it's not going to happen, but they're just like, oh, you know, they're the new contenders to relocate to Oakland. It's like, Freaking Oakland? Yeah. Come on. Like, really? Oakland? That team, like, it's like okay, yeah, your team is such a non-entity that we're gonna move them to the team that had the city that had the absolute worst attendance in the NFL and the absolute like worst stadium in the NFL. Yeah, and it's just like it's insane. It's a punchline. Yeah. Anyway, I think the problem is is that it's it's just the management of the team. I think that the the thing is is that there isn't Shahid like Shahid Khan who owns the team. Uh, you know, was committed. To the Jacksonville area, at least he, he says he is, which is very cool. Um, I think the problem is is that um, the they just need to clean out that front office. 
and the thing that becomes difficult is is that their head of scouting is the son is his son Tony Khan. Um, who's really into analytics, yeah. uh, which is cool. But the problem is, is that, you know, that's tough to really, you know, harness in football, really. You mm-hmm. know, and Tony Khan's doing a billion other things right now. He's, he, you know, he's trying to run a wrestling company. He's the GM of Fulham. And basically, Jacksonville Jaguars are basically run like Fulham, right? Yeah. And you're a, you're Fulham. A, Fulham is not having a good having the best of years right now. Yeah, I mean they're like they're 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 in the Premier League, but their their team. You just look at their roster, you're just like, what is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Like you're being way too cute trying to get you know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We'll just put Lookman in and have him kick penalty kicks. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's like, I think one of the things is is that they really need to get a. a a great solid you know coach like front office and be very willing to just sack that front office if they're not delivering because what mm. the problem is is that they they hang on to these front offices for way too long mm. and they just don't you know they don't turn them over when there is a problem i mean it's something that's very critical i mean i look everybody beyond being a mediocre comic i am a <laughs> I'm a business school professor. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and this is true. This man has a PhD in several yeah. degrees. Yeah, yeah. I'm a business school professor. <laughs> I, I teach management, and one of the things is is that the management of that organization is not necessary. Is, is when you look at it, it's like there isn't any. Um, they don't feel a sense of urgency, and they don't, you know. They're kind of – I don't know really how to put my finger on it, but there isn't this sense of you know, turning it over, that there aren't repercussions to basically going forward and having a poorly – like listen, a team that is on the – is Jack wasn't down. They should have won that game. They should have mm-hmm. beat the Patriots. That yeah. should be something that people talk about. The problem is that the Patriots are so many ben- – are the beneficiaries of so many blown calls and, and just – nonsense that this is just another one on the list um but the thing is is that um when you go from that to just a just steep drop when you you know just let um players you like marquee players jalen ramsey yannick nagoye go and have them say things where they just basically slam the team for Mm. you know not having a culture that's urgent to winning an investment in the um you know betterment of the team it's like that's that's telling and i think that one of the things is is that they should really look inwards and say look we need a new gm we need a new head coach we need a new um you know we need new coordinators if you want to keep jay gruden that's cool but like you need a new a shift basically and look i mean it's that's the problem i mean the thing is is that the team and they need to win they need to have like yeah. a they need to change the perception because if they win they draw more eyeballs and they become less of a punchline to the to the national you know the national audience yeah. because the yeah. problem is is that the, look jacksonville will like have a nice run and people will say, okay, this team is serious. And then they'll put them on Monday night football. They'll put them on Tuesday night football. They'll put give them the NBC game. And then that next season, they're always just crappy and they embarrass themselves. And there's going to be a point in which, and I think it's it happened last time, 
where you know the executives at the TV stations are like, "Boy, they cried wolf, man. This team is is broken." we're going to put them in the bin with the lions and the Bengals and they're going to be, you know, basically disappeared from national uh, television, uh, national, you know, first run NFL coverage. So, which is sad. It seems like there was a stretch where I feel like the AFC South has sort of improved this year. Like they, they got like the Colts and the Titans look legit, but there was like a good like half decade where it felt like there was there was a lot of improvement on all AFC South teams. And there was, like, with that stretch that the Jaguars had, there was a sense, like, they could have been a force in the for a while. And yeah. I, I don't know what yeah. happened. It just, they like could it have. just uh, melted down. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think of the period that you're talking about, but I think that one of the things was, was that, um, shoot, was it the year in which they lost to the Patriots when the Patriots went undefeated when the Patriots lost to the New York Giants, which yes, I cried when I watched I, that. Too. I, I, I cried. Was more I, like I don't even like the Giants, and I just yeah, cried. And yeah, it was it was beautiful. I was in, I was in a uh, loft in the McKibben lofts with a bunch <laughs> of people that couldn't care less about football, but they had a television, and I'm the guy just like weeping around strangers <laughs> who were busy like talking about going to a VHS and beta show or something like yeah. that. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like it was that like mid five years ago kind of thing, or it seemed like there was like a uh, nine yeah. and seven division division winner like yeah. every year in the AFC South. Yeah. Blake Bortles. I think that was the problem. Yeah. No, I mean, it was, it was, the problem was, was that they had a GM, this guy named Gene Smith that I think is responsible for like a large problem with that franchise where he basically he was the guy that drafted a punter over russell wilson um (laughs) yeah you know you you can't you can't say but you know what russell wilson was going to be but come on dude yeah um but yeah i mean it's it's um yeah i mean he basically tried to do this thing where he just didn't invest in free agents and he tried to be too cute like he was too gimmicky where he's like i'm gonna draft somebody from you know, Northeast Louisiana, and they're going to be the big thing, right? These base hits that just like, you know, make him look like a genius. And that's like, come on, that's not going to work. I I mean, but there's like this thing, there are problems with the Jaguars. Like they have a love affair with people that play for the Florida Gators. It's unbelievable. Mm. It's uncanny. Uh, I could open it up to like generally anybody that plays college football in the state of florida like anybody's plays college ball in the state of florida jacksonville like puts them up 10 slots but there was like the thing where they took this guy Taven bryan who um you know was not a first round pick like he wasn't an elite talent and they took him over lamar jackson right it's just like you need a quarterback lamar jackson dropped all these slots this is like pennies from heaven but no, you know, if Lamar Jackson played for the UCF Golden Knights, they would have taken him. If he played for the USF Bulls, taken. Even if he played for Florida International, they would have taken him. You know? All right. Well, that's pretty much uh, the time we got. We usually keep it around half hour. Pat, where can people find you online? Uh, what's the um, best way to? So I would I would say the best way because uh, I'm not particularly active on Twitter. Um, I think the best way to support me and my general ventures, uh, listen to the goods from the woods. Uh, yes. it's a podcast that I was, um, a, a regular host on. Uh, and now that I am, 
uh, up in the great white north. It's the beauty way to live, as uh, Getty Lee said. Um, the um, it's now hosted by uh, Rivers Langley, who you know I subbed at the show with, and uh, Carter Glasscock, who's absolutely hilarious. Sam Harder, who's super funny. Um, and uh, just three funny dudes just uh, riffing. And you can go into the back uh, back catalog where you can see me and Mr. Goodnight going on. And it's uh, it's a great podcast. Uh, go to the Patreon. There's some really great content on the Patreon, uh, five bucks a month. Uh, and yeah, there's some good, there's a lot of great, like just miscellaneous stuff. So if you like music, you like weird culture, you like all sorts of things like it's it's a good show to check out um and if you're interested in deep dives may i recommend the one that we did about millie vanilli <laughs> fab got that fab got in touch with me and wow me the quality of it so wow i mean I, the, what from I love the man about, himself i love that literally podcast because it was just like deep dive upon deep dive upon deep dive and it's yeah like, well I, and it's like it, but it's not all deep dives we were just like yeah. rattle on about um well the thing that's really funny is that we had an episode about um the uh, world championship wrestling wrestling in north korea going to north korea and we did a deep dive with uh daniel radford who's amazing yeah. um so funny uh and she's so good on it and they're actually doing a Vice – Vice Network's doing a uh, – for their series Dark Side of the Ring, a deep dive into uh, WCW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Collision in Korea. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if they can top ours. And I really yeah. doubt that they can. I don't think they can. Knowing goods in the woods, I will go ahead and say you guys beat Vice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Pat, for joining me. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, thank you for, for having me on and thanks for, for being patient and giving me the uh, – the, you know, the opportunity to uh, take a mulligan and try this again, that I was yeah. actually well-regarded enough that I was <laughs> got a second chance. And, uh, you know, if you need somebody to pinch hit and, and talk about uh, the Orlando Magic, who I have divorced from, uh, <laughs> I have Ooh, uncoupled juicy. from a couple a couple years ago, probably about 2017, I, I had a full break from them. I am more than happy to talk about them. Um, and yeah, I, I, I support bad teams generally. So I, <laughs> you know, it's, got, it's, it's the cross I bear. Um, yeah. So you want uh, you want an episode about the Navy midshipmen? You're, this is your guy right here. <laughs> this is your guy. Atlanta Thrashers, I'm the man. Ooh, okay. Oh, too soon. Too soon, Atlanta <laughs> Thrashers. All right. The Orlando Rage of the XFL, I'm your guy. All right. Okay. What's the MLS team for Orlando? I forget what that uh, is. Orlando FC. I am, Orlando actually, FC. I am actually an Atlanta United fan. So okay. I, all right. Um, well, that, that's that. I think that's better. I'm not sure. Anyway, hey, if you if you want, maybe in four years, you know, I could come on and talk about Wolverhampton Wolves. They yes. could maybe maybe the bloom will fall off the rose, and maybe I will be, be the guy. They'll be know? a League One team at that point. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. maybe. I don't know. We'll Who see. knows? All right. Well, thanks so much, Pat. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Thanks for tuning into My Team Sucks. If you like the show, you can follow us at My Team Sucks Cast on Twitter. My Team Sucks Podcast on Instagram, and My Team SCKS on Facebook. Facebook does not like the word sucks, apparently. You can follow me, Ethan Stanislavski, at Ethan Stan Comedy on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. You can also donate to the show through our Anchor.fm page, or you can Venmo me directly at Ethan Stanislavski. Thanks for tuning in. Hope your team doesn't suck. <laughs>